right. Well, we are in Genesis 17, I believe. <laughs> I think we had gotten through the first eight verses last week. Um, I think we attempted to get through the first 14, but we got through eight. <laughs> um, uh, do you guys remember what was what was happening in this chapter? What was going on? God was reaffirming that he renamed Abraham to Abraham and reaffirmed mm-hmm. the covenant and it was going to be it was going to be a big, 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 big opening in the in the family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so we see this reestablishing of the covenant between Abram and God, and God renames Abram Abraham. Um, and if you guys remember, Abraham is now 99 years old. Um, Ishmael, his son through Hagar, is 13. And so that's kind of why we think God is coming to him now. Um, because Ishmael is now at the age where he, if Abraham dies, he would inherit everything. Um, and so God is going to shake Abraham up uh, with a little surprise, which we'll see today. Um, but he is hinting at it in the, in the first day verses, uh, and the reason he changes his name um, from Abram to Abram, Abraham is because he's going to be the father of many nations now. Not just one, but many nations. And we see this through uh, not only Ishmael, but uh, we will see this through Isaac. Um, and so, you know, kind of, kind of ending off, you know, verse, verse 8, it says, And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land of your sojournings all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession and I will be their God um, and we, we talked a little bit about how the importance of a land and how God gives us a home um, and then this last little sentence we didn't really talk about this last week it says and I will be their God <clears throat> why does he throw that in there why does God throw this in there, talking about, I will be their God, talking about the descendants of Abraham? Because that's the best part of it. That's the best part of it, right? It really, it really is. That <laughs> it, it's a promise. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you all this, but I'm going to give you myself, and you're going to be mine. Yeah. And so there's this expansion. Mm-hmm. Good. It's evidence he's going to take care of him. Yeah. It's evidence that God's going to take care of him, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That, but I think he's also saying you can put away everything else because mm-hmm. I'm going to be your God. Yeah. Yeah, and and so it's. I mean, this is. What's the point in? having this new home if God isn't with you, right? Um, and so even when we, we, when we think about 
the promises we have in Christ and the promises of eternal life. Eternal life is only good if God is with us. Do you guys see that? Um, you don't get one without the other. Yeah, you don't get one without the other, right? Um, it goes with unless the Lord builds a house. It's built in vain. Yeah. And, and this is a big house that's being built here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In my house, there are many rooms, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I wouldn't have told you that I was going to do it and come back. Yeah. Take you with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's read further. Let's, uh, let's read 9 through 14. We'll, we'll see if we get through this today and then maybe move even further. Verse 9 says, And God said to Abraham, As for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your offspring after you, throughout their generations. This is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your offspring after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskins, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. He who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised. Every male throughout your generations, whether born in your house or bought with your money from any foreigner who is not of your offspring, both he who is born in your house and he who is bought with your money shall surely be circumcised." So shall my covenant be in your flesh, an everlasting covenant. Any uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. And so here we see God is giving a, a sign of the covenant. And what is the, what is the sign of his covenant? Circumcision, Circumcision right? Um, of the first, of the, of the male. You know, the, yes. So, I look at the Exodus even, and the, and the firstborn males in Egypt died. Yeah. Because God said so, first of all. Mm. But now there's this setting apart already established. Yeah. And so there are going to be rules for the men especially mm-hmm. that they might be identified with this one that says, I will be their God. Yeah, yeah. It is a sign. Yeah. You accept, I will be their God. Yeah, and, and so we, we see this sign, and it is a sign that, that God is with them, right? Exactly. Um, why circumcision? Why this particular sign? Any ideas? Blood. Blood? Okay. Any other? Endure pain, perhaps. Endure pain? Yeah. Um, Think about the promise way back in the beginning of Genesis. after, After the fall, what did God promise when he was cursing the serpent? Do you guys remember? Yeah. 
Yeah, and so the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. Right. Um, and so this sign of the of circumcision is actually drawing attention to the the seed of the woman, if that makes sense, because it is a, the reproductive organ that is is being circumcised here. Okay. Does that make sense? Um, and so it, it it harkens back to this promise. Um, and and so you see you keep seeing this this promise you know um, to Abraham of a son of an heir of a people um, well that only comes about through the reproductive organ right? right and so the sign of this covenant is upon the reproductive organ um, and that's that's where circumcision that's why it, it's so significant. Um, to the Jewish people. Um, and yet, the, there, there's more to it than that. Why, you know, he, when, when we get further down, you know, he, he talks about, you know, when a boy is eight days old, then you circumcise him, right? Um, and again, that kind of points back to creation, right? Um, you got the seven days of creation, then on the eighth day, um, They'll be circumcised. Um, and it's not just, who, who else is getting circumcised? It's not just his family. What? The, the slaves, the servants, right? Anybody that belongs to the nation, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Slave, Yeah, and so it's, it's all the people that are belonging to this covenant, right? And so, again, we kind of see this inclusion of the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. it, it foreshadows that inclusion for us here in Genesis. Um, and, and so there, there's a lot going on with this, this sign of the covenant. Um, and there's a warning as well, right? Verse 14, any uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. What is that all about? Um, blessings come from obedience. Okay. With obedience. Yeah, and so obedience has has its root in what though? Faith. Faith. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so uh, this act of obedience is actually a demonstration of their faith. Mm -hmm. um, and so God is looking for a people of faith. Um, and the way that is demonstrated is through whether or not they would be circumcised. Um, and so you know, and so here we see if if they refuse to be circumcised, they should be cut off. Uh, they're not a part of the covenant. Um, Exodus 
perhaps, yeah. Um, part of this language is uh, probably a double entendre, you know, <coughs> talking about circumcision and cut off, and um, but yeah, it, you're not part of the the people of God, right? Um, which which is interesting, you know, because we're reading in the book of Acts and we're talking about circumcision and how the Gentiles are not required right. to be circumcised. And, this, yeah, go ahead. Is this part of, is, this isn't part of the ceremonial law, though, is it? The circumcision, this covenant here? Yeah, this, well, this is the Abrahamic covenant. Exactly. Yeah. So, Okay, so it's the Abrahamic covenant, mm -hmm. but then in New Testament it says not all Abraham's seed are part of the family. Yeah, you know, yeah. not ethnic, in other words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's you can see why they had such a big debate about this in the first century, right? I mean this. This is a huge debate, and sometimes we kind of look back on it. We're two thousand years past. We're like, you know, why, why was this such a big deal? Um, but it was a huge deal, um, and and you realize how you probably had strong arguments on both sides, um, and it was a heated debate. Uh, but I mean, this is the reason why. I mean, we got this right here in Genesis. This is the Abrahamic covenant. You know, how can you say they shouldn't be circumcised? And verse 14 puts it yeah. in black and white. Yeah, yeah. You either are or aren't. Yeah. You belong to or you don't. Mm -hmm. And yet, Gentiles are no longer required. Right. Um, why would that be? Because we come in under grace now? Circumcision of the heart. Yeah. Circumcision of the heart. Let's, let's talk about that. Um, Look at Deuteronomy chapter 10. Let's, let's stay Old Testament. Start in verse 12. It says, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord, which I am commanding you today for your good. Behold, to the Lord your God belong heaven and the heaven of heavens, the earth with all that is in it. Yet the Lord set his heart and love on your fathers and chose their offspring after them, you above all peoples as you are this day. Circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart, and be no longer stubborn, for the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, and the awesome God, who is not partial and takes no bribe. He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow, and loves the so sojourner, giving him food and clothing. Love the sojourner, therefore, for you were sojourners in the land of Egypt. You shall fear the Lord your God. You shall serve him and hold Fast to him, and by his name you shall swear. He is your praise. He is your God, who has done for you these great and terrifying things that your eyes have seen. Your fathers went down to Egypt, 
70 persons, and now the Lord your God has made you as numerous as the stars of heaven. Where have we heard that language before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Um, and so we, we see God has fulfilled promises to Abraham, you know, numerous as the stars in heaven. Um, and we also see this calling of the Lord to circumcise therefore the foreskins of your heart. And so it's, it's not just this physical symbol. It is an internal thing. Right? Now does it include women too? It, it includes women too, yes. Yes. Um, and so... Circumcision, yes, it is, it is an outward sign of the covenant of God. But what God's really looking for is an inward change. He, he wants our hearts circumcised. Um, and, and this is only possible through Jesus Christ. To circumcise my heart means to cut away my flesh. Yeah. Yeah. To put to death the flesh. Mm-hmm. I never connected that with that. I mean, I, yeah. I knew I had to put to death the flesh, but that phrase, the circumcision of your heart, is to yeah. cut away yeah. the flesh that interferes with serving God. Yeah. Wow. And what's crazy about all this, too, is. When, when we look at this, when we look at this symbolic act, right? That's what a sign is. It is a symbolic act. It, it points forward to something, doesn't it? It points forward to the promise of God. It points forward to the seed of the woman. Well, the seed of the woman has come. The, the, the days of circumcision has been fulfilled in Jesus. And, and now it is, is no longer a requirement. By grace. By grace. Yeah. Does that make sense to you guys? That's why he fulfilled the law. In all of it. Christ fulfills the law for us, doesn't he? It's all the checkmark business. Yeah. Check it off, check it off, check it off. It's done. Yeah. And so if, if you think about what it means to be in Christ today, what it means to be a Christian what are some of the signs that we have today? You mean evidences? I would say symbols. Symbolically. Do this in remembrance of me, for sure. Yeah, right, right, right in front of me, right? Yeah. We're going to be taking communion today. And, um, and so we have symbolically the blood and the body of Christ Right, baptism, baptism. baptism right? Yeah. Um, and so baptism is another symbol for us, indicating that we are a part of God's family. Um, and gathering together. Gathering just, together. You know. Yeah. Encouraging one another. Yeah. Prayer. Yeah. Prayer. Yeah. Worship. Worship. And and so we have all these symbols of the covenant with us today as well. Um, you know, the, the reading of the word. Um, 
And so. Uh, and taking the gospel, you know, the mm -hmm. Great Commission. Yeah. And it's all it's all bound by love. Mm -hmm. His love for us, and yeah. He first loved us. We love Him. Yeah. And love prompts obedience, even in our own children, mm -hmm. and even laws, and, and you know, it, we do it lovingly if if our hearts circumcised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And even when we don't, there's God's grace. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And, and all this, you know, you know, I, I jump back to verse eight, you know, where it says, "I will be their God," right. um, and that's what this is about. It's a whole point of circumcision. I will be their God; they will be my people. Um, and here's a symbol proving it. Does that make sense to you guys? More. <laughs> It can be confusing, yeah. Um, and this parallel Bible. Uh huh. And for that verse I wrote, God was calling a man to be his man. And from that one man, he was establishing a nation of nations, people he would call his own forever. And Abraham knew enough to trust this God, but he could never imagine. The great family of God, the covenant-keeping God, had intended in this very promise. Yeah. And here we are blessed to be studying this this morning, knowing how we got to be part of that family, part of that nation, mm -hmm. as it were, the growth of. Yeah. And still procreating, as it were, the family of God. Yeah. By divine grace and the gospel message. Yeah. I've heard an analogy once that uh, when you t look at Scripture, you can almost look at it like like uh, one of those timepieces that you flip over. For sure. How it, it goes in like this and then comes yeah, out like that. Yeah. And at the center is Christ. And so you in in the Old Testament you have you have everything pointing down until it reaches Jesus and then you find the fulfillment of God's people in this one man and then after that one man dies and then raises from the dead you see the expansion of the people again. Um, yeah. But it's the the Jesus is is the focal point. And he's a focal point here as well. You know, his name may not be said in these verses, but he's right there. I heard it said that the old foretells the new. Old Testament foretells the new. Mm -hmm. And the new explains the old. Yeah. And there it is in that hourglass, you know, there it is. Yeah. Christ is always the center. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. The old foretells the new, and the new explains the old. Yeah. Well, any other thoughts or questions on this before we close in prayer? I'm, I feel blessed that we are on this other side of this. Yeah. Um, just so thankful. Yeah. Yeah.
It is a blessing, isn't it? Because um, we no longer have the, the burden of the law upon our shoulders. Instead, we have you know, the yoke of Christ, which is light and easy. Yeah. Yeah. He's pulling with us. Yeah. He needs invited us to pull with him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Why don't we pray? Uh, Father, we do thank you for this morning. We thank you just for the blessing of your word and uh, just how rich it is and, and full of of meaning and life. And Lord, even just this this symbolic act of circumcision, which points forward to uh, the blessing of your Son, our Savior. Um, Lord, help us to remember that today, and uh, may he be the focus of our life. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.